0: Thank cha Mm-hmm. And it unlocked locked door that been closed so long in your face Oh, and it will rain Oh, friend, when you feel friendly
1: Today that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I give you come today with Jesus greetings to you. And my name is Reverend Chaplain Dewana. And I am the co-pastor of God's House of Salvation, where I serve with my husband, Reverend David Gatling, Sr. And I want to be, say good morning to you. Well, good afternoon, or whenever it is a time of the day that you receive this podcast. Hello, and I want to begin with a prayer. Gracious Father, we bless you. We thank you for being the King of Glory. Thank you for being our Father, our Redeemer, Shepherd, and our King. Thank you for reconciling us back to you through your son, our savior, Jesus Christ. We are thankful to you for the Holy Spirit, who is the promised advocate, who empowers us to be effective witnesses to your kingdom here on earth. Thank you for loving us and watching over us. Lord, let all that we are praise you. We will praise you as long as we live. We will sing your praises with our dying breath. Our hope is in you, the Lord, our God. You created heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. You keep every promise. Forever, we stand amazed at how awesome you are. How amazing is the God? There's just not enough words. Amen. Amen. Now, for today's devotion, if you have your social, if you have your Bible first, I should say, if you have your Bible. If you have your social media device either open or swipe left, swipe right download, upload to the following scripture. It's coming from the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. That is Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. I'm going to read it in the Voice Translation Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of His Holy Word. Now, if I had to give today's devotion a title, I would call it Our Comeback or The Comeback. But I'm speaking about Our Comeback. The proper response to the scripture of focus today is a response of a Christian given all of the witnesses to godly faith and their success despite their hardships and in light of God's loving patience is to purposefully shred or shed our sins and sinfulness and hold fast as we strive to fulfill the plans god has in store for us all we know of god's former work should inspire us to complete dedicate dedicated devotion to his will as the next verse will remind us the ultimate example of this is christ himself not only did jesus exemplify how we ought to live our lives, as expressed in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. He did so by resisting all of the temptations we face, and with a firm understanding that his suffering was part of God's plan to work together for good, everything for his glory and our benefit. We can reference that to Romans chapter 8 verse 28 and Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 through 11. To us today we must lay aside every weight. What does lay aside every weight mean you may ask. Have you tried? Dry- Have you tried to run in a pool filled with water through a pile of mud? Did you try to go through a walk through? Just walk through a pile of mud or try to run through a room or a space that is filled with clutter. Kind of hard to do that. It can either slow us down. We trample over the contents, the weight of every, the weight of either if the weight of it either stops us or it progresses us to slow down in speed, that results in a stop. Spiritually, this is what happens to us when we are in a compound of such. Eventually, in just a matter of time, this will enter into our spiritual realm And once it reaches our spiritual being, our mind and our brain will send signals to the rest of our body trying to protect and regenerate. That is, the flight or flight mode is on. And if it's in an extended period of time, then the breakdown will occur and our body has become evaded. The only way out is by grace, well, the way out is by grace and the army of the Lord, that is God's word to rebuild our on us one on one time with him because we've obviously pushed back our first love that is the triune God, if we had just stayed in our focus on him this key element, we would have been reserved and preserved. When things got hot, the temperature getting hotter, we would have been able to come out damage free. Just think of people who come out of prison after serving long, very long periods of time in such cruel conditions that is supposed to rehabilitate but contrary to what it should be. It does very little. These same people always give tribute to the triune God for the entire covering while serving time in prison, especially in maximum security. They come out with a covering of forgiveness, thanks, and much praise. We may have not served time in a physical system, such as the penal system, but we've encountered the outside penal system, s- such as malicious conversations with smiling, yet spiritually unhappy and uncontent people, including those close to us. Maybe it's being exposed to environments that seem okay to the world's standards, but at first. They try to engage in order to, we try to engage in order to be connected and friendly. But these people just want to kill, steal, and destroy. And the triumph God covering us. They want to steal all of that and kill it and destroy it as well. Scripture tells us in Proverbs 23, verse 6 through 8. Do not sit down and eat the bread of a tight-fisted fellow or desire any of his delicacies. For deep down, he's keeping track of the cost. He may say, eat up, drink your fill, but he does not mean a word of it. You'll be sick and lose what little you did eat and you'll waste your breath carrying on a pleasant conversation. In other words, don't accept every meal cooked as it's an assignment of an attack. We think this is nice, the meal planned, the pie, the chicken really cooked to perfection and the greens also oh right and taste so good. We must give our focus to the Triune God to rebuild and restore our peace, which surpasses all understanding. Scripture reminds us in John chapter 14, verse 27, My peace is the legacy I leave you. I don't give gifts like those of this world. Do not let your heart be troubled or fearful. One of the greatest yet most overlooked gifts we as mankind often overlook, that is the gift that Jesus left us. He says, my peace, that is his legacy to us after the traumatic events of the crucifixion. Jesus was prepared long ago and prepared this gift for us before we were in our mother's womb as a legacy to us, for us. Most, if not all, physical and emotional dysfunctions have raiments of this message today. It doesn't come on all at once. However, it does progress over time, and if not attended, can Cause decay and cause death. To the world we live in, it may go like this. Say the world, say the word, and it helps conjure itself. Calm. The "ah uh, sound dwaddles Insist on taking its time. We ride for a second on the exhale if only the release lasted longer than a syllable. Perhaps once calm came on its own and settled in when worry or obligation retreated. But in a hyper stimulating world where intrusions is the default, interruptions are blindly labeled, notifications, and watches don't resist, don't rest silently on, re- on wrist, but buzz with the demands of others. The nervous system is constantly pitched into arousal mode. Calm no longer arrives unbidden, calm no longer lives here. It has to be actively sought. On the psychological Scientific content, holding on to our peace and calmness involves losing unknown treasures. For example, doesn't calm reside in the absence of effort? Given the nature of modern human awareness, the relief of stress now constitutes a stressor itself. The standard prescriptions, master your breathing, meditate on your mantra, clear your head, can themselves spark anxiety, especially if you attempted them before with no success. Yet science suggests there is a path through this conundrum. Calm is both a physiological, or should say a psychological state, and a physiological one, and so it can be found by resetting the collaboration between the body and the mind. The dividing line will vary from person to person, but somewhere between the two, a new balance can be collaborated. The human nervous system requires a deceptively simple ingredient for calm, a sense of safety. It's not just a fundamental part of Maslow's famous hierarchy of human needs. Feeling safe undergirds growth. Lacking that sense of security, our bodies are poised for defense, vigilance, vigilant for threats, whether real or imagined. Every system goes on high alert, reinforced by every substance cursing or coursing through our veins. Some such arousal is necessary. It keeps us going. Our minds evoked or involved to keep us alive. And worry is the mind's way of telling the body that we may be in danger from within or without. It's a feature that served ancient humans especially well when threats of life and limb regularly emerged in the natural environment. Today, though those feelings often become activated in response to threats that do not merit them, and the cost of constant vigilance is high, not merely exhausting for us but actually corrosive in ways ranging from stiffening veins to hollowing our memory. We need no reminders that the past year has thrown each of us into a state of unremitting vigilance against an invisible virus capable of killing seemingly at random. The pandemic has been a driver of systematic exhaustion, and each meeting, zoomed, mass doomed, and hand scrubbed, has been a reminder of the constant threat. Elusive as it may be, dope calm remains necessary for well being. Devoting energy to calming practices isn't merely aspirational, it's essential. Only when the nervous system is released from defensive mode can inner resources be redeployed to engage in repair, recovery, imagination, and aspiration, and to enable social engagement all vital elements of well-being. Finding calm is a skill that can be learned. It can be pursued from the top down or the bottom up. From the bottom up, for example, deep breathing can activate the parasympathetic nervous system, counteracting the nerve signals that put the brain on alert. It may be the fastest and the most universal effective approach. Turning out and detaching from news updates, people's demands on our time, and anything else that seems as if it could add to our burden might work for a time. But sooner or later, apathy is likely only to prompt feelings of guilt that add another layer to our anxiety how having a reliable practice to call on to quell distress and restore calm allows us to respond to life's real challenges by maintaining focus, intelligence, and intention. A single approach won't work for everyone, but fortunately, there are multiple paths to reigning in racing thoughts and physical reactivity. Ideally, one develops a portfolio of go-to practices. Now this is just the scientific part of how to stay calm and stay in faith. So today, let us rise, go walking, lift some dumbbells, lift some cans, lift some books, drink water and, good, and, drink, and drink good protein instead of taking in deadly wines and booze and recreational drugs and engage in um, conversations that don't help us. Rise today to focus on the triune God as we focus on ourselves. And when people look at us, they will see God's preservation and the legacy. That's why some people age well and retain and are restored with what we call good genes. Rise today to Philippians four nineteen, and my God will supply every need of yours according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. That is the Voice Translation. Rise today to Philippians four verse seven. I'm reading it in the Voice Translation, and the peace of God. Which surpasses all, all, all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This concludes the devotion for today. May you go in peace, Selah. Love someone, love yourselves, forgive others, definitely forgive yourself.